It is 7.04. That can mean only one thing on a Wednesday evening. We are back. The employment hour here. Lior is on board, ready to go. The number, as always, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We have phone lines wide open, ready to take your calls over the next hour here. You got uh, questions about severance, all of that stuff, when you should be worried about being an employee. We're going to cover lots of things tonight. Your phone calls, of course, necessary. We'd like to uh, to hear from you throughout the uh, the evening. SeverancePayCalculator.com. If you haven't used that tool, we'll get to that here in just a bit. And we always start with my friend, the week that was... Thank you, Johnny. Always, always a real pleasure to be back here, and Happy New Year to all our listeners. Uh, it's a new year. It's an exciting year, but uh, it, it is also the time now, early in the year, where em- employers are making changes to the workplace. There's going to be restructuring. There's going to be cost-cutting, all kinds of things that employers do, unfortunately, at the beginning of the year. And for some of us, they may mean changes, loss of jobs. This is the time of year, and early in January and February, where those things happen. So uh, this is a good show to be listening to right now. You need to be aware in case the unfortunate situation happens where you find yourself out of work right now. You need to know what your rights are. You need to know what you're owed. You need to know what you have to get paid. So we're going to be talking about that today, help you understand what you're owed if you lost your job, if the unfortunate thing happens. Uh, And here to educate, so give us a call. We're here till 8 o'clock. Want to answer your questions. Want to talk to you about any concerns that you have about employment law, workplace rights. Can your employer do this or that to you? I'll tell you all that. I'll answer all your questions. And to answer uh, questions, to get us started here, let me tell you about a couple of situations that I saw uh, over the past uh, few days. First one I'll tell you about, Johnny, is um, involved in a gentleman that worked for a, for a company here uh, in Ontario, but there was an American company. It was a huge company mm-hmm. headquartered in the U.S., and I guess they thought that uh, uh, Canada is the uh, 51st state, uh, and, and they assumed that uh, whatever goes and, and flies in the U.S., uh, applies same here in Ontario. Well, specifically what happens, they let this person go, and they said, well, uh, all our employees, most of them, by the way, are in, in the U.S., are employees and, uh, at will. They have at-will employment, which means in the U.S., we can let you go at any time and pay you, in, pay you nothing. And they thought, because we're an American company, that's what applies to us, and that's what applies to our employees, except nothing can be further from the truth. In Ontario and Canada and generally, we don't have this concept of employment at will. All employees are entitled to full severance. They can't be let go without it. So this company uh, let this person go and they paid them nothing. Actually, they gave him a week's pay. He had worked there for them for six years and they gave him a week's pay and they thought they were being generous no. because in the U.S. he wouldn't get nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, and then when I contacted them, they I, I got their U.S. counsel responding to me saying, well, no, no, we're an American company, Mr. Samfiro. That, your, your Ontario laws don't apply to us. Obviously, that is nonsense. What the, rules is, the rule is, is, is very simple. If you work in Ontario, Ontario rules, Ontario laws apply to you. It, it's as simple as that. It doesn't matter if the company is a Dutch-based company, a U.S. company, or from any other jurisdiction. If you're working in Ontario, Ontario laws apply to you, and the same thing happens with Severin. So I'm dealing with this right now. I'm going to resolve it. But it is quite common to see often, John, with American companies where they think that the way they, they deal with things, the way the law works in their jurisdiction is the way the law works here, and, and nothing can be further from the truth. I can imagine that. What else you got? Second situation, Johnny, uh, invo- involves a gentleman that was on a disability leave. Uh, he had been on disability leave for uh, three years uh, for, as a result of a serious car accident. And guess what? He was getting better finally after three years. 
And just as he's getting better, he's thinking about coming back to work. He contacted the company and said, well, you know, I'm hoping to get better. I'm hoping to be clear to get to go back to work in the next couple of months. Uh, can you tell me uh, that, that or confirm for me that I can come back to work? Mm-hmm. Company says, well, what are you talking about? You've been gone three years. You don't work here anymore. We have nothing to do with you. It's three years. It's a long time, right? That's what they say. Well, that's when he calls me, obviously very upset, very distraught. He was really looking forward to going back to work. Had worked really, really hard at getting better. And the reality is, the law is such, John, that, yeah, you can be off work for that long. You don't lose your job. You don't lose your entitlements. And in this case, because they didn't take him back to work, they've dismissed him. There's also human rights issues. So the lesson here, John, is very simple. You can be off work for that long. It's not a resignation. You have the right to your job back. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sal Doug. Uh, How are you, pal? Not too bad. Good, sir. What's your uh, what's your concern? Um, I'm a construction worker, delivery guy, and we've been doing this building. I don't want to say where, mm-hmm. but there's a bed bug advisory, and I'm wondering if I have to work there or not. I don't want to. It really freaks me out, and the place is really disgusting. Yeah, no, I I hear you, man. Bed bugs, from what I hear, are pretty darn nasty, right? Uh, the the way you should be dealing with this, uh, if you're uh, if you're concerned about this, as, as I think you should, is you should contact the Ministry of Labor for this. Uh, let them know, and they'll come and investigate. And if it's if it's otherwise kind of an, an unsafe and an improper work environment, they'll they'll tell the employer they can't make you work there. That they have to take remedies uh, to to clear the work environment. You can file this this report or complaint anonymous, anonymously with the Ministry of Labor. It's you can also refuse to work in an unsafe work. And some mm-hmm. a place that exposes you to bed bugs, I'd say it's probably unsafe. Uh, but I would contact the Ministry of Labor about this. Uh, they have a whole division dealing with these issues. They can send someone into the work site, and you don't have to uh, disclose your name either. Well, the thing is, they have done this, and it, it's an advisory, and there's been other issues at this place. So I'm just wondering. Well, yeah, like I said, if, if that is the remedy. Now, here's the other option that you have. If you've tried to address this with your employer and that they don't, they say we don't care. Uh, as long as you've addressed it with them, the one oh, of the I things you have. can yes, I have very yeah. much so. Well, the one of the things Not you can do is you a could... lot of other employees, like basically everybody in the company, has addressed this. Hmm. Well, then one of the things you may be able to do is treat this as a constructive dismissal. They they put you in a situation where you're working in this kind of disgusting environment and exposing you to to these these nasty parasites, whatever you call them then, yeah, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal by them putting you in a situation that's improper. Uh, so you may want to consider that. If you're willing to leave there with compensation, then, yeah, we could potentially explore that, and I would urge you to give me a call, and we can talk about how we pursue this as a constructive dismissal. Doug, I'll give you a quick number here, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's to get a hold of Lior. We'll take a our first break of the evening here. Lots more calls coming through. You know that number four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Just getting all revved up here on a Wednesday night. The Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM six forty seven fifteen. Yeah, the Employment Hour right here. You know where we are, and you can want to give us a call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Taking place and taking care of all your concerns here tonight. Lior is revved up and ready to go. Bob up in Barry, how are you, pal? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yep, we got you. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for the uh, tremendous uh, public service, Lior. Um, no problem. Like I said before, you should give some advice to uh, poor in family law a little bit. Those uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Very anyway, exciting. listen, uh, my uh, daughter's a U.S. Em- employee, but a Canadian citizen. They moved her down there. And I'm just wondering, I know you can't represent her down there, and I know different employment laws. I'm just wondering what you know about their actual rights as U.S. employees. Like, do they have any? Do they have some? Um, I know it depends on the company. She's not threatened in her job, really, but uh, I'm trying to encourage her, and she really kind of wants to get out of there, still waiting for a transfer, this or that. Or settling, just get out, get back up to Canada where we actually have some laws. But I don't know if I'm for dramatizing about the lack of uh, or the the difference between our employment laws and theirs. And it's it's probably state to state down there too. Who knows? Yeah, no, Bob. Let, let, let me talk a bit about that. It is state to state, but the reality is that the laws there are very different, and they always favor the employer. It is almost kind of like the Wild West over there. An employer generally has uh, discretion to do whatever they want, uh, and there's very limited recourse that employees have. Very, very different, unlike here in Ontario, where the laws favor the employee. Let's be very blunt. The laws here in Ontario and in Canada favor the employee. In the U.S., they favor the employer uh, in some states more than others. There's some better states. California is one of the better states for employees, for example. But generally speaking, they favor the employer, and there's not much you could do about that. So, you know, if she's not happy, then she would have to move back uh, here uh, to Canada. Got uh, Mike on the line. Good evening, Mike. How are you, pal? Hi, great. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's uh, what's your concern? I'm for on behalf of a friend of mine who uh, uh, reps a product. He's uh, reps a U.S. product, but based here in, in uh, Ontario, mm-hmm. and he's been with them for 15 years. I mean, the job is just super stressed. He just turned 60 years old and had a heart attack, and there's no doubt it's stress-related. But so right now, uh, they put two stents in his heart. Now he's actually terrified about having to go back to that job because they refuse to give him help. And, you know, he puts himself back in that situation again, and I can just see another heart attack coming. What, is there any options? How should we approach this? So is he saying that, that the, the stress, obviously, is job-related? Does he feel that there's something that the company can do to alleviate the stress? Hello? Yeah, we got you. Hear us, Mike? Yeah. Mike? Still there? Oh, sorry. Hey, pal. Yeah. Ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Try it again. Go ahead, Leo. Mike, I was asking, if do you think that the com- is there something that the company can do to alleviate the stress for him? Um, you know, I guess his feeling is that he's going to approach it, but like he's been, he's been attempting this for the last three years, telling us, you know, he needs help. He needs help. Like right now he does over 5 million sales, 5 million sales, just one person. And he's just completely stressed out. So one of the ways to address this, Mike, would be to have something from his doctor saying that, that he can't continue with this type of workload, that they need to provide some accommodation, some help, some assistance. What that does is it imposes an actual legal obligation on them to accommodate him and to help him out once it comes from a doctor. So if they refuse to do that, if they say, we don't care what your doctor says, we're not going to help you, too bad. Well, at that point, he could treat that as a constructive dismissal and potentially even a human rights issue and leave and get full severance. Now, they have to take him back. They can't penalize him for, for being on a medical leave and then having a, a, a medical condition. So they have to take him back, same job, same pay, etc. 
But if he if if there's a medical reason why he can't go back to the way things were, have a doctor say that. Have a doctor put that in writing, create that legal obligation on the part of the company, and if they refuse to comply with that legal obligation, then there's recourse. So remember what I said, the laws here favor the employee. Don't be afraid to tell your employer, or she shouldn't be afraid to tell his employer what he needs, the type of help, the type of accommodation that he needs. Nothing bad can happen by doing that. Uh, and, and if they still give him a hard time, if they refuse to accommodate, if they penalize him in any way, have him give me a call right away. Very good. Appreciate it. All right, Mike, no worries. We'll take a uh, quick break here. Lots more phone calls on the way. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You got till 8 o'clock. You have questions, have them answered right now. This is the show to do it. You got some time online. Check out severancepaycalculator.com. 724, yeah, 8 o'clock is till we go each Monday and Wednesday evening here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Right back to your calls. Yvette, good evening. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Good. What's your uh, concern, Lior? Is there? Um, my son-in-law has been working for a company now for about seven months, and he had transportation when they hired him. It takes him an hour to get back, to, like get to work, and an hour to get home. He's complied with everything that they've told him to do, short of going into work when the roads have been closed due to bad weather, and now his vehicle has lost its transmission on the road. He has no transportation, and they've been calling him every day, constantly asking when he's going to come in, at the same time that a manager has also been calling him, saying that he knows what they have to do. Um, It's almost like you're trying to get him to say, I quit. Yeah, well, the thing is, Yvette... Yeah, you know, it's a difficult situation because they don't actually need him to quit. They could potentially let him go. Generally speaking, it's the employee's responsibility to get themselves to work unless there's a separate deal with the company. If there's a deal with the company that they'll drive or they'll provide transportation, that's different. But if the deal always has been that the employee is going to figure out a way to get himself to work, that's on the employee. And in this case, if your son for you know legitimate reasons doesn't have transportation that's not his fault but it's also not theirs so they could potentially say well if you can't show up to work when we need you well what what can we do we have to let you go right right you know, we have a very simple deal you come into work we pay you money and if you can't do what you have to do then then th- this relationship can't work so my my concern is here forget about re- quitting is that they may simply let him go so hopefully he can work out a deal with them when they'll give him some time to to figure out his transportation issues but ultimately they 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 have a right to expect him to be at work when he's required to be there right now if they let him go um is there well put, let me put it this way is there any Thing he can ask for, like any type of temporary leave, to get he can he can absolutely something. ask for it, Yvette. Uh, but the reality is they don't have to provide it in this situation. Okay. I, I think he should ask. I think he should ask for a leave for a little while until he gets that figured out. But they may simply say, "Listen, if you're not at work Monday at uh, 9 a.m., then we're letting you go." And they don't have to provide that. It, it's pretty simple. Like I said, he has to find a way to get there. Maybe it's uh, getting a ride. Maybe it's uh, renting a car. Whatever it is. He, he has to figure out a way to get to work. Okay. What type of um, severance would they owe him? Just a normal, like, two-week or one-week or whatever it is mm-hmm. for letting him go? 
No, unfortunately, in this situation, they wouldn't have to pay him any severance. Uh, because of, of the situation, this would be what we call a, a frustration of contract. It's simply a matter of something has happened that, that doesn't allow him to come into work anymore, so they would not have to pay him any severance in this situation because it's not their decision to let him go. It's simply something that's happened to him that makes it impossible for him to continue working. So, unfortunately, they could let him go without any severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Thank you, Yvette. Got uh, George on the line. Hi, George. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on? Um, I'm uh, back in August 11th, 2015. Uh, a shop foreman brought in a uh, broken ladder into the yard, and uh, the ladder broke underneath me, broke my hip. I fell about 10 feet, had to have hip surgery. Um, when I came back to work, the conditions were very poor and was advised by the head of safety that I did not need a return-to-work uh, transition specialist um, and that they were willing to accommodate me. They also had advised me to try to not get the company into any trouble by letting them know that the ladder was broken. And when uh, the police and the ministry had arrived, they had uh, purchased a brand-new ladder and brought it onto the wow. yard. Hmm. Um, four months later, after having to deal with the poor conditions and uh, my foreman and the rest of my crew being reprimanded, I had to have a second surgery, which was a full total hip res- uh, replacement. As wow. well, I had found out that during that accident, I had uh, knee and cartilage damage um, and an L5 bulging disc hitting a nerve. And um, the last few months was getting a little frustrating for me as I was requesting these things in regards to be able to do my job. And um, they continuously lied to say that the return to work transition specialist had uh, seen it and said it was okay. And when I had warned them the last time um, to get everything fixed, they uh, called the uh, WSIB, uh, my uh, return to work transition specialist, and made up a story that they could no longer accommodate me because it was the medication that I was on. So they let you go? Uh, no, I'm oh. on WSIB, okay. but I'm wondering on what it is that I can do in regards to how I was treated in uh, human rights uh, because I was bullied there and I was told that I wasn't worthy enough uh, for the equipment that I needed because I was only working four hours. Yep. And right. Now so so here, 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 let, me, let me answer the, the question uh, there, uh, George. Uh, yes. So the reality is that you obviously did the right thing, and obviously they're, they're treating you quite badly. There's two avenues here to pursue potentially. Number one would be a, a constructive dismissal, the fact that uh, they, they keep putting you in an, un, uh, an improper work environment, unsafe. They don't accommodate you. They don't meet their obligations to you as an employer may mean that you can treat your employment as being terminated, leave and get severance. Uh, Even though they haven't let you go formally, as you've just said, you can potentially treat that as a termination. That's number one. Number two is you could potentially treat this as a human rights matter. If they have to provide accommodation, and if they haven't yet provided that accommodation, they refuse to to accommodate, that's a human rights issue. They have to. It's not their choice. Those are both things that I'm looking for. 
So we need to speak. Obviously, there's a lot to discuss here. I need to get a lot of details. I need to know exactly what happened. We have a lot to Um, talk about. So I would very much want you to give me a call off air and let's sit down and and go over this in detail. The number 1-855-821-5900. More of your calls coming up after we take a a short break here. We'll get into the severance pay calculator and uh, more discussion here in the employment hour for the next half hour. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Another look, AM640 chopper traffic. Here's Ari. We have got some wide open lines here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got some time to give us a call right up till 8 o'clock. We do the show. Now we've referenced it either uh, in person or just roundabout way. That would be the severance pay calculator, how to figure out what all these uh, fine folks calling through would be only or give some details on the calculator. Yeah, well, as I said right at the top of the show, unfortunately, this is the time of year when many of these changes happen, cutbacks, cost-cutting, restructuring. So people are going to find themselves, uh, like it or not, uh, without a job, at least for a while. So this is why it's so important to know what you're owed, and I've made it very easy. Well, you can call me on the show, you can call me at the office, or you don't have to call me if you don't want to. You can uh, grab your uh, cell phone, grab your uh, laptop, and go to severancepaycalculator.com severancepaycalculator.com. It's a tool that I created. It's a tool that allows you, as the name suggests, to find out, to calculate how much severance you're owed. Even though you're not the one doing the calculation, the, the, the program does it for you. All you have to do is input your age, your position, and the length of your employment. That's it. Three pieces of information. And it's going to tell you right there how much severance you're owed, whether it's two months, six months, 24 months, or anything in between. Easy to use, completely free, completely anonymous, very valuable tool, especially now. Make it the first place you go to if you lose your job. And if your brother, your sister, your uh, friend lost their jobs too, just tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. LeeOrinEmploymentHour.com is the email. I mentioned that a little earlier in the show. Got one just came through from uh, Daniela. says, I was let go a month after I told my employer that I was pregnant. They say it's for restructuring. What do I do? John, what's our slogan here? It's a bumper sticker, a T-shirt, and a flag. It says, "Don't mess with Mama." Yeah, you don't mess with Mama, and and you know it's uh it, it, it's illegal. It's illegal to let someone go because or for any reason related to a pregnancy or for a pregnancy leave. You can't do that. Now you can let someone go if the reason is completely unrelated. So if they shut down the department, they let everyone go in that department, including you. Well. You can't say at that point that it has anything to do with the maternity leave or, or, or the pregnancy. So in that case, it's legitimate. But what, what you've described here in the email does sound a bit fishy. The timing is off. So it does make it seem like it was a, a connected to the uh, maternity leave. Now, beyond the maternity leave, there's also the issue of severance. We have to make sure that you got full severance. So, so there's a lot to talk about here. This could be a human rights issue. This could be a severance issue. And it could be both. So please give me a call off here. Let me find out exactly what happened. Uh, Let me find out more about your job and your compensation and other people that are still working there. And then we can talk about how to best pursue this. That number offside uh, or outside the show, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. Got uh, Kyle in Bowmanville. Hi, Kyle. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, I just had a question about uh, overtime. We, uh, my job, we work nonstop hours. Like, I just finished work now in 14 and a half hours, and I'm a delivery driver. Right. And, uh... And, yeah, go ahead. Pardon? Go ahead, go man. Ahead. I just want to know, how do we get around by saying no to overtime? I've never signed any paperwork about working more than 60 hours a week. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and and the the problem is with with drivers especially, the laws are kind of more uh, relaxed, I guess, when it comes to hours of work. Uh, An employer has more flexibility in terms of what it can require you uh, to do. So depending on on, on the number of hours that that you're working, there is a limit, and, and if you are working 14 hours a day no that that does meet that does exceed the limitation so what you can do in that situation is is you can uh, go to the ministry of labor and tell the ministry of labor what your employer is uh, is tell, asking you to do and they can intervene in that situation and order your employer to to change its practices now that's one possibility another possibility if your employer is making these unreasonable demands and if you don't care about the, you, you just want out of there if, if you don't want to fix the issue you just want out of there you could potentially treat that as a constructive dismissal so the question is this do you want the employer to to kind of just back off and and be reasonable or do you want out of there if you want them to back off Ministry of Labor may be the the right way to go. If you want out of there, give me a call and we can talk about pursuing it as a constructive dismissal. Now, 14 hours in that situation on a consistent basis would be excessive, uh, and and you can uh, you can pursue one of those two avenues. Okay. Um, I have another question about the collision through when you're a delivery driver. Yep. And I was in a collision recently last month, and I was wondering. What would happen if they tried to take money off my paycheck? I can deny that, right? So, yeah, no. If if you were in a collision and it was your fault, no, they're not allowed unilaterally to take money from your check, but you do owe them the money. I mean, hypothetically, they could sue you for it. So, it may the best way may actually be to work out a, some sort of a payment plan. Maybe instead of taking all of it off one check, they'll do it over time. But if if the accident was your fault. If they've incurred losses because of that, remember, they have insurance for these things. Right. So presumably, uh, that may be only the deductible. But if they've actually incurred financial losses because of an accident that you got into that was your fault, yes, th- you owe them that, that money. You owe them for their compensation for their financial losses. Hey, Mary, we'll, uh, we'll squeeze you in here before the break. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. What's your concern? Um, I'm in a sales department where we've just recently restructured. And uh, we like we do get salary plus bonus. Um, we have to make a certain amount of uh, like a goal, basically. Um, and I've been a top performer for the last ten years, but we've just recently restructured. Um, and I'm, I'm fearful that I may not be able to keep up with making my goals because of this restructure. If they do let me go because I'm not able to keep up with my meet, like meeting my goals, or would they be able to just uh, let me go, and if so, would I receive severance? So they, they've changed the targets? They've increased targets, perhaps? Um, they've just basically restructured. Um, it's basically, it, it's kind of sort of, it's, it's hard to explain, but um, the goals are pretty much the same, but they've restructured um, just what we're selling and just the... So presumably it, it makes it harder to meet the goals? Yes. Okay. So two things. Number one, if in fact they've made it harder to meet the goals and if as a result your compensation may be reduced because if if your compensation was tied to meeting the goals and now you're going to make less money because they made it more difficult to meet those goals, potentially you could treat that as a constructive dismissal yourself and leave and and, and get severance. Uh, So that's something to consider. But to answer your specific question, could they let you go? Yes. But they absolutely would have to pay you severance. They they cannot let you go for cause 
without severance because they changed the the game, so to speak. They restructured, and now you can meet the goals. No, they will not be able to deprive you of severance, but potentially you could force the issue if you want out of there. Obviously, I don't want you quitting or doing anything before you speak to me, but you may have the option right now to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Either way, you're not going to lose severance. Okay, and I guess being there for 10 years, I'm assuming probably a good amount of severance would be over. Yeah, 10 years, you're in a sales position, and how old are you, Mary? 47. Yeah, you'd probably be looking at right around 12 months, as much as 12 months pay here. So, yeah, a year's compensation based on your total earnings, salary, commissions, mm-hmm. bonuses, etc. So, obviously, a significant amount. Quick break before we wrap it up for tonight. Got some time for some phone calls. If uh, you want to ring through, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour, Talk Radio. AM 640. 7.34, yeah, you know that number, 870-6400, star 640 on sale. That's how we want to uh, talk to you. Tonight we got some open lines. Feel free to call through and ask your questions. We love having you on. Suzanne, hello, how are you? I am good, how are you? Good, what's your uh, what's your concern? I'm actually calling um, about my son. He's a graduate out of college. He's been at this entry-level job for about two years now, going into his second year this year. Um, so he's definitely at the bottom of the rung. And the issue is, the reason for my call is that um, I find feedback from what I've been getting from him is he's been getting a lot of pressure to work um, overtime into 12 hours. Um, if ever he resists or says he can't, then there's always that looming threat of him being fired. Um, most recently, actually just this afternoon, um, he with me and let me know that uh, he had a meeting this afternoon and there was um, um, talk of him getting a promotion. Um, when he did go into the meeting, um, he was actually um, just told that he could either take this um, uh, larger, you know, more uh, this uh, promoting promotion job, but he would not be getting a wage increase, no bonus, nothing. And if um, um, he was also told that if he does not um, take the position, then his boss would be forced to hire someone else and would have to let him go. Hmm. Right. So, so here's the reality is, Susanna, the reality is that uh, th- they can let him go. They're allowed to let him go, even though he did not nothing wrong. But they would absolutely have to pay him severance. And they can't let him go because he didn't take the position uh, without severance. They can't consider him to have quit. They can't punish him by letting him go without severance. Remember, the rule is that an employer can let someone go at any time uh, pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. Now, obviously, it's not much of a promotion if he's going to be doing more work and more responsibility and not get paid more. It's a, it's It almost sounds like slave labor in a sense, so that that's not a very attractive mm-hmm. proposition. Frankly, if they're going to treat him that way, I think he should stand his ground. I think he should tell him, no, I'm going to stay in my job. I'm not interested in doing more work for you. I'm already working really hard, not getting paid more. And if they do want to let him go, they'll pay him severance, and hopefully he can find a better job that he'll be treated uh, better. Uh, how long has he, has he been there? He'll be there. It'll be two years uh, in uh, June. And uh, how old is he? 22. So he'd probably be looking at two, three months' pay. You know, not, not the worst thing in the world, right? So that's what the severance would be for him in this situation. Uh, and, and that's what I would do. I, I, I mean, he can certainly take this new position, but it may make sense not to, and they can let him go, but they'd have to pay him severance. So better for them to let him go than for him to walk out the door? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, he, 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 shouldn't, he shouldn't quit. Yeah, don't quit. No, no. no, no. Okay, if he quits, awesome. he doesn't get anything. All right, thanks, Susanna. I appreciate that. Never quit. Uh, Steve, how are you? Welcome. 
I'm good. Thank you. Good. What's Thanks your concern? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, my coworkers uh, been with our company now for about 20, well, just over 24 years. Um, the position she's in um, basically um, has dissolved in terms of uh, how much work she has. So she was um, asked to um, sort of go to another department, and which in her hours have changed. It's an afternoon shift. Um, she did agree to go to the other department. However, now they've come out and uh, done up an uh, employment agreement, uh, which basically uh, there's, a, there's a clause in there that basically um, takes away uh, her severance. I guess it's, it has to do with the labor yep. code. Uh, yep, exactly. And what, what not. So she's, everyone's told her not to sign this agreement. Mm -hmm. um, she, so she hasn't signed the agreement. Um, she is older, and she'd like to just move on, actually. And I'm just wondering if it's a constructive dismissal um, case if she refuses to sign the uh, record of employment. The, you mean the agreement? The agreement, yes. So, so it wouldn't be a constructive dismissal. Here's what happens. If she refuses to sign, there's a couple of options. Option number one is they may say, fine, okay, we don't need you to sign. You can just continue working. That's fine. So uh -huh. that's okay. Or option number two is they say, well, because you refuse to sign, we're going to let you go. So that becomes a regular dismissal, not a constructive dismissal. But they would have to pay her full severance in that situation. Here's right. why she wants to do that. Because if she loses her job, she's better off, far, far better off losing her job, not having signed this agreement. For example, she could sign the agreement tomorrow. A month later, they decide to let her go. And they say, ah, you know this agreement that you signed a month ago? Because of that, instead of giving you, I don't know, 12-month severance, we only have to give you six-week severance, as an example. So by sure. signing that agreement, she could potentially be, potentially be walking away from tens of thousands of dollars. So I, I agree. I mean, I haven't seen the agreement, so I can't talk about it. But if it does, in fact, limit her termination entitlements, I don't think she should sign it. Absolutely not. And right. tell them that. And then either they let her go and they pay her severance, or they simply leave her alone and, and have her continue working. Without it may be a good idea. The, right. Yeah, right. it may be a good idea to have her send me the agreement so I can see it myself and tell her what it does and what it doesn't do. But generally speaking, that, those are her options. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you very much. For hey, Steve, did, uh, did she sign something 22 years ago? No. Ah, I, I, do no. you mind telling us how old she is? Don't worry, she's not listening. She's, she's 62. Well, there you go. That, that, yeah, that'd so be one sweet severance at, package. Uh, yeah, yeah, 22, 24 months pays what right. severance is. So she does not want to limit that. It would literally be tens of thousands of dollars yep. that she would lose at some point if she signs that agreement. Right. Okay. I appreciate your guys' help. Thanks very much. Thanks, Steve. Steve, pass along. And again, if she needs to call Lior or send her that agreement, we advise you do 1-855-821-5900. It's also Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. You want an email? We'll take a, a quick break. That's why you call this show, man. That's why you call it. Get the information you need. Thousands of dollars with every call. Basically what it boils down fact. to, right? That's a fact. There you go. <laughs> 7.55, last few moments of the show here. You want to squeeze in a quick call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Leor at employmenthour.com. Bill writes us in, says, I'm on sick leave, and my employer is asking me to get a note from my doctor explaining exactly what my mental condition is. <laughs> Can they do that? 
Yeah, you're chuckling, John, because yeah. we've talked about this before on the show, and, and, and you know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. The short answer is no, they cannot do that. Your employer does not have a right to know what your medical condition is. That's a private thing that between you and your doctor and your family, you, you don't have to tell anything anyone. You don't have to share it with your employer. Now, your employer does have a right to have some information. They have a right to know whether you need accommodation. They have a right to know how long you're expected to be off work, what the prognosis is. They're allowed to know, not what the diagnosis is. So whether you're suffering from a bad back or, or maybe it's a depression, that's none of their business. So no, you should not be telling them what the condition is, absolutely not. If they need something from your doctor, what they need is to know how long you're expected to be off and when you can expect be expected to be back, whether you'll need modified duties, that's fine. If they insist on that information, well, you can absolutely, and you should absolutely, in my view, say no, uh, they're not allowed to have that information. They can ask for doctor's information, though, in notes, right? Oh, yeah. No, they certainly are allowed to know whether you're seeking treatment. Uh, in other words, you're not just sitting at home hoping to get better, that you're actually actively trying to get better. Uh, and, and what the doctor says about your prognosis, but not what your diagnosis is. That's private. We'll squeeze Jeff in here in lovely Belleville. How are you, Jeff? What's going on? I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm all right. What's, uh, what's your concern? Well, I'm a physiotherapist, and I quite often treat uh, workers who have been injured, either through WSIB or just through their private health insurance. And quite often we have a, a difficulty where a doctor may say, you know, this worker can't go back to work, and, and WSIB intervenes and says, well, they certainly can. We have modified duties. So it gets to be a bit of this uh, sort of unknown area for me. I'm just wondering if you could help me uh, clarify that so I know what to advise my clients about. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very good point. And listen, WSIB, just like any insurance company, you know, at the end of the day, WSIB is an insurer. They're in the business of getting people off insurance, right? Uh, it, it's yep. very simple. And, and if there's even a sliver of hope that somehow someone can be, get back to work and not get, be on WSIB, they'll do everything possible. Whereas, you know, a, a doctor may simply only look at what's best for the patient. It, it, it's a practical matter. If someone's on WSIB, uh, you know, the WSIB doctors, the WSIB scheme is, is going to govern in some situation where WSIB uh, disagrees with the doctor and they cut someone off because they think they can go back to work. Uh, you, you can appeal the WSIB decision. That's a, a bit of a complicated process. It could be long and could be very frustrating. Uh, you know, they, they do have quite a bit of say here. So, okay. it, it, you know, I always tell people you have to do what your doctor tells you, not what WSIB tells you. Uh, and hopefully the doctor can, can work with WSIB and come up with something that makes sense. Uh, if the WSIB completely disagrees and the doctor doesn't feel that the patient or the individual can go back to work, you may have to appeal the WSIB decision and go through that process. It is frustrating, uh, but no, no one should ever do something that goes against what the doctor's advice is. It's just a bad idea. Wayne, we've got about uh, 30 seconds, pal. What's your concern? Well, my ex-wife, uh, she worked in the company for 12 years. A year ago, she something happened with border crossing. Mm-hmm. She looked after the paperwork, and they made her sign a paper that if it ever happened again, she'd get fired. It happened about eight weeks ago. They walked her out the door, fired her, no severance, and told and it blocked her unemployment insurance, uh, telling them that they were fired. So she's got no UI and no severance, and she worked for the company for 12 years. Okay. Well, what actually well, happened at the border? Well, what she does, she looks after the the paperwork to, for the trucking that crosses the border. And one of the brokers made a mistake, so there was a, an issue at the border that cost the company a little bit of money. 
So, they so, so listen, uh, let, let me let me cut you up just because we're almost done here. Here's the thing. Yeah. For them to deprive her of severance, she would have had to screw up really badly. I don't really care about what she signed It's uh, you know eight years ago. If she really did screw up badly royally, yes, maybe they can deprive her of severance. If, it's, if she didn't or it's really not that bad what she actually did, then they cannot do that. Give me a call off air. Let me talk to her. Let me find out exactly what happened and see if I can help her. Wrap it for another week. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is uh, Lior's phone number. L O, uh, pardon me, L I O R at employmenthour dot com. And a happy birthday, buddy! It's coming up Thanks, tomorrow. Man. Yes, I know. Should we tell people how old you are? No, no, please. Okay, it rhymes with shorty. 25. How about that? It rhymes with shorty. That's all people uh. need to know. Until <laughs> next time, the Employment Hour Talk Radio AM six forty. <laughs>